When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What's the latest? Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Live. Devin and Ryan Flores here with you for episode number 86. Ryan, we had some technical difficulties getting this thing started today thanks to Google Meet taking away my record meeting option, but we found a way around it and we're here. So today we're going to talk mainly about the Fab 50 uh, national rankings, the preseason uh, ones you dropped over the last couple of days. Um, you put a lot of time and effort into those, Ronnie, and you, you take a lot of heat too on Twitter um, for some of the rankings. And I, I just, I want to, let's touch on that before our first coach calls in. But uh, um, let's, what, what do you, like, explain to everyone what goes into this and why the rankings are the way you do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is a long process. I've been doing it now, you know, 20 years. And the guys I've worked with, Doug Huff and Mark Tennis, are doing it even longer. You know, we work together, and now I'm, I'm kind of doing it on a solo. So it goes in a way that, you know, obviously I take pride in they They have to have follow some guidelines. You know, a school can't just pop up anywhere and play anybody and have 50 games. You know, you got to have some kind of guidelines, whether it's practice guidelines, age cutoff recommendations by the NFHS. Uh, obviously, no postgraduates, so there's no schools like Brewster or, or Hargrave. Okay. You know, um, you, you basically got to be sanctioned to play a school, generally generally speaking, in, in your state. Meaning, if, you, if your school is located in that state, you have to be able to play schools in that state. So, right. let's say, like, when Finley had a program, they were sanctioned to play uh, NIAA schools. Uh, Mount Verde Academy sanctioned to play at FHA you know, SAA schools in Florida, that type of thing. So then you go to the talent level, and then you go to, the, which is an obvious thing, you don't have to get too much in there, the talent of the team, uh, their tradition, um, you know, and what they've done in the past. Now, obviously, the fact of what they've done in the past, people say, well, um, you know, what has happened in the past really shouldn't affect the current, which is true, but generally the trends of how good a team is traditionally, um, plays a role, and usually by over the course of one season, that doesn't really help me. But if you look at the results over 30 seasons or 20 seasons, it's like, okay, I know DeMath is going to be pretty good. Gotcha. Modern day is going to be pretty good. Right. Uh, those type of things. You know, Bishop O'Dowd, a lot of work uh, in the preseason. And, uh, you know, start calling coaches, trying to get an idea of who are the top uh, teams in certain regions, and certain regions have different strengths over the years. Like, you know, let's say uh, 20 years ago, 
there was a lot of New York teams in the rankings, four, five, six. Now there's two New York teams, three. You know, uh, the South and uh, Texas has become much stronger in the last 15 to 20 years. So, you know, that it, that gives them credence to have a few more teams. Okay. Uh, we knew last year, let's just say, for instance, last year in California, we knew that was a strong class. We knew that was a strong proper teams. This year, it's not as strong. So there's less teams from California. Yeah, I think. Even though the pecking order is the same. I think right? the two California teams are Sierra Canyon and Modern Day, the only two teams that from California, from that, are, California. that are in the top yeah. 50 at Southern California. Yeah, so you got O'Dowd in there. As no the, doubt. You know, the only team to win an open title from NorCal and a good team. You know, a team that was going strong until the pandemic hit. Yeah, and last now when the pandemic is going on, it's like, uh, you know, that kind of changes things a bit because we have, and it could happen at any moment as we're filming this pod, the state of Illinois may cancel its season because of its guidelines from its health department, the Illinois Health Department, for, for COVID. Wow. So if those teams, that's a good crop of teams. you gotta take, you got to take them out. You gotta take yeah, them out. They're out. Yeah. So Simeon came in at number twenty-five. Simeon of Chicago, which is a, a power, and Niles Notre Dame, which is a suburban power, uh, Catholic school. So those kids and all that are could think of how big Chicago is. Could all potentially either be scrambling to find new schools, or maybe they, you know, what are they gonna do? Yeah. That's remaining to be seen. So you know, there's other states in the in the vicinity they can go to. And then there's some states like North Carolina and Washington, they're going to have very little to no non-conference games. So Seattle O'Day, which is a very good team, you know, as with, uh, with our guy Paolo Banchero, and, and they only, they come in at number 20, 20, and they only have two non-league games. So they got to make those two non-league games count. Hey, there's no tournaments, no Show, you know, no, yeah. a big showcase where they're going to play on a big weekend. So right. those type of things come to factor, too. I think that's another reason why I was a little hesitant to put too many California teams there because then I had to decide, okay, am I going to have like a, a winter ranking and a spring ranking? Because as we've talked about many times, California is going, going March 12th. So that's the start date. So do I start another ranking when those teams are finishing up? And I decided uh, not to because, in essence, California is going to a bastard in the system. There's not 10 or 15 other states going that late. Yep. So that affects it a bit. And, um, you know, it's going to be just a, a season where we have to go fly by the seat of our pants, Devin. How to, you know, just take it as it comes. Nothing is set in stone in terms of how many games are going to be. We've already had major tournaments canceled, and I'm going to get I think it's safe to say, Ronnie, this is probably the most difficult Fab 50 preseason ranking you've ever had to come up with. And I think our first guest just popped in, Coach Luke Barnwell from Sunrise Christian Academy, ranked number three in the preseason Fab 50. Coach, do we have you? Yes, sir. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, okay, complain. Hey. Just living in that crazy world. We're all, all, all in the same world together. I feel you, man. I want you to complain, though. I want you to give me your reasons why... Ronnie should have you higher than number three in the Fab 50. I, I don't think you did enough research on you guys. What do you think? Um, <laughs> no, no, no comment. <laughs> All right, Coach. Um, how, how is your school and the surrounding area 
um, dealing with COVID-19 protocols. Um, and what what's kind of the, the protocol for your, your team specifically um, with practice and then heading into any games you might play? I mean, it's it's just basically day by day, to be honest. I mean, it's case by day, day by day. Um, we we are going to follow our state CDC requirements and follow the government requirements and just do what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's that's all we can do. And so we had one positive case that we put during moving, uh, and so then we, uh, guys can play pickup, and so we just made the decision to just kind of go and get everybody to play and keep everybody at home, and, you know, thankfully nobody else got it, so and I think the guy was, was fine and uh, recovered after his two weeks, and so we were a little bit late to start, and then, um, yeah, I've been lucky uh, up to this point to not, uh, to not encounter it yet again, and so I'm sure when it does happen, you know, which I think we're probably not wrong again, that you know, gotta go through the same process like contact tracing and figure out who's been out of six feet for only fifteen minutes and pull them out according to you and, and you know, try to try to make uh safe and wise decisions. So um it's uh, yeah, it's a day by day thing and and uh, it's not it's not easy but it just kinda is a situation everybody's dealing with the same thing, so okay. Just gotta try to try to master as best you can. Yeah, you guys were gearing up last year for uh, Geico Nationals, obviously one of the most prestigious tournaments, uh, high school tournaments that you could participate in. And um, that was canceled due to the similar thing of what we're dealing with now. How difficult was that um, to tell your guys that you weren't going to be able to participate in that? And then uh, is that kind of giving you motivation this season to hopefully get back if all goes well? Yeah, I mean, it was challenging, honestly, because we practiced um, early in the morning of the day that Rudy test positive, Rudy Gloria test positive. Yeah. And then we gave our guys like a, like a three and a half, four day break, or spring break, um, and just let them go home, recharge, we have school, and then get back and have, we have three solid weeks prepared for the, for the national tournament. So we felt like it was the right thing to do, let them home, let them, let them take a deep breath, and, and uh, then finish the season strong. And we were, we were, there was a lot of momentum for us. I think we finished extremely well. We were playing our best basketball and, and we were excited about the opportunity and, and honestly, um, so deserving of the opportunity. And so I never got to tell them face to face because when all that happened, you know, the whole world shut down really when Rudy tested positive and, uh, our school, uh, extended spring break. And so I'm like, hey guys, stay home. Um, you know, come back when school is open. And it was just, a uh, it was just a period of every day, one more thing would happen, and then one more, one more thing would close, one more thing would close. So, um, you know, you just we just had to stay in constant communication with them, like, hey, this is what's happening. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I do admire and I do respect um, uh, the, the Paragon people, Rosh and, and Jim and those guys, because they fought to try to do it and didn't just cancel right away like everybody else. And so... We, we waited until, I think, you know, almost May before they officially canceled it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do, I respect them for that because I think they understand the value of what we were doing mm-hmm. and uh, what, what it means to make that tournament such a big deal. Um, so, yeah, it was tough. There was no closure. There was no goodbye to our seniors. There was no locker room moment where you're all crying because the season's over. There was none of that. And, you know, it, that kind of stinks. Um, and it hurts, but... The good thing is we did have a good, strong corner guy coming back that tasted it and 
do feel like there's some unfinished business, and hopefully, um, hopefully we can get through this thing this year and, and do it safely and, and have the opportunity to go to go try to, to try to finish what we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coach. You know, obviously that's a big motivation, but also you know this year's team has to focus on its own goals a bit too. Obviously, it's not the exact same group. So, how is this team a little different? And you know, you know, kind of what have you seen that uh, you like so far in your workouts and your practices? Um, I think uh, probably talent and skill is, is is up. Decision making is up. Feel, uh, and that 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 in large part comes when you add um, Kenny Chandler. I mean, that that is his uh, IQ and feel for the game is is extremely impressive. Um, and he, he hit the ground running, figuring out what we're doing and how we're doing things, how we want to defend and how we want to execute. And, uh, is a very fast runner. And then the, the, the top, you know, they're top six, five of them kind of know what's going on. And so, um, you throw him in there and with that. And, and I think what's been impressive for me is how quickly we have grasped what we're trying to accomplish in such a short amount of time. And, uh, honestly, how we competed. Cause, uh, you know, you do have a lot of talented guys and, um, and credit to the because they, they, uh, the returns have embraced what made us last year was we were tough. And, um, the new guys are kind of like a Grady and a, and a, and a, and a um, Kennedy and, and a David Reyes kind of just grab on and like all on. So, um, that's what's been exciting because I think, um, like the, the, the offensive side of the ball, I won't have to do as much because we have those standing on the point guard play. And, uh, and, and he makes everybody better. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kennedy's obviously a great player. He had a great year last year uh, as a junior, and his team was all pretty much nationally ranked. Um, you know, talk a little bit about that, keeping this group motivated and happy. You have a guy like Grady Dick. You guys can win a game, and he can score six points. Whereas, he comes from a, from a high school where he's, you know, asked to score 25 points a game. So uh, yeah. talk a little bit about that and talk about how good a shooting your big guys are. You mentioned uh, that your, your big guys can really shoot the ball. Talk a little bit about that and just kind of people understanding their roles for the for the bigger good, I guess, in, in essence. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I, ha- I talked about this the other day. I haven't even talked about it yet. But, like, I always talk about our, to our team about assists. Like, that's the number that we care about the most. We don't care about baskets made or points or whatever. The number we want is assists. And I think we averaged close to 19 assists a game last year, which is pretty high. Uh, so uh, I would anticipate that to be the same. Um, we don't have a lot of space and a lot of stuff that just like keep your life to the ball. We just put, try to put guys in actions where it makes defense vulnerable. And so when defense vulnerable, then you just let the ball go where it's supposed to go. And I think there's a belief system in that because it happens every day. So, like, hey, man, if teams want to defend us a certain way and they want to really tag on rolls or really stun on, on pick and pops, like, Grady's going to have nights where he could potentially make six or seven threes in the game because they're leading him. Or, um, you know, sometimes they might try to play ball streets two on two and don't involve the tag. And then, you know, our pick and pop guys or our roll guys are going to be uh, open. And the beauty of it is guys like Kennedy and Willie can really pass the ball. So, uh, they, they have good feel for where it's supposed to go. And so I, I'm not making the decisions those guys are. So um, that's where I think we we just uh, kind of live it every day and compete and, and put them in those situations where those decisions, those decisions are easy. You're not concerned about 
on the air on the Olympics tonight. No, we, we played well. We had 19 assists. I had, you know, maybe I had six points, but I had seven rebounds, two steals, and five assists. You know, and that's what, that's what, uh, that's what grows your game. Um, and I think you can point to the NBA because I think it's a health spot right now with, with ball movement, player movement, watching a team like Miami, you know, make it all the way to the finals. That's, what, that's how they won. That's how they got there. And so I think that's where the, the game's going. And so I think the kids understand, like, I got to be better than just scoring the ball. So, um, so I think that's, that's good. And then, yeah, I, it's a huge luxury to have, uh, Katie Photo and Zach Clemens that are, uh, Zach, uh, 6'10", and Katie Measure grew a little bit measure 6'11". He, uh, you know, both of those guys shooting at a really, really high level. And, and, and almost as good as anybody, if not better than anybody on the team. So, uh, that's just an advantage because, you know, if you play big, big rim protectors, you can pull them away from the basket and let our guys drive the ball. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of creates some, some, a lot of opportunities. Sometimes I don't even know if I have enough answers for, for the opportunity that can, that it can create. So we're, we're still learning ourselves exactly how to use it, but it just opens the floor up and opens the game up for everybody. And, and both of those guys also are willing and able passers as well. So they're not just, you know, black holes to shoot every time they, they can play. So, um, they're, there's, uh, as much as a decision maker as anybody. So it's, it's exciting to see that. And again, just, more Coach, your your lineup goes Kendall Brown. He's a he's going to Baylor. You know the top eleven, ten guys. Zach Clemens going to Kansas. Uh, Kennedy Chandler going to Tennessee. Obviously, Grady Dick, Willie Lightfoot, and Kenny Poto are all highly regarded players. How difficult is it to get those guys to buy into this the brand of basketball that, that you're discussing right now, or is it is it not hard at all? Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you what it's all about me. That's uh, not what I'm about. It's not what we're about. It's an easy work. I mean, these kids are, that's what, uh, if I can get anything out right now, there's information that I want people to understand how awesome our kids are because they are, um, they are willing and they love it and are receptive and, and, uh, really kind of, I think, want, want to do it. And so it makes it more fun. Yeah, Coach, that is, uh, I think, as you said, as time goes by, people know what your program's about, these high-level programs at the top of the rankings. People are not going to have the, you know, the shots or the statistics that they have to use, and I think a lot of them are figuring that out um, in general across the country. Like you said, there's a lot of less unselfish kids, or a lot of less selfish kids than before, you know, in terms of, of that. Uh, so when you guys talk about your schedule, Obviously, you can get through it. And yeah. you, you, have, you have a chance to do something really special, go to the Bass Pro, as long as the Bass Pro goes off. Or you can meet the number uh, two team, IMG, and then you, you're scheduled to play the number one team on that. Talk a bit about yeah, well, that. Yeah, back yeah, that's you face these top teams more than once. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Obviously, all hypothetical. I, I think that Monday game uh, could be subject to change uh, too. We did nothing, nothing final quite yet with with Smallbird, but um, but I mean, yeah, that, uh, I, like you said, these kids are coming to places like ours to play at the highest level, to prepare at the highest level, so that when they leave our place, they're you know, college is a step up. It's not really that big of a difference. They're ready for it, and they're they've been exposed to this type of everyday. Um, 
every day in New Orleans. So if you're going to come all the way here and you're going to move to Wichita, Kansas, and, you know, sacrifice your wife and your family, I'm going to, I'm going to want to give them the best chance to play the best teams to, to have the most uh, opportunities. So I'm, I'm, I don't ever really protect our kids while I want to play as many great teams and great opportunities as possible just for our kids. So again, um, yeah, it worked out that, uh, they're going to be at the, uh, at the Mass Pro as well. Hopefully it goes and we have to win a couple games. I'm sure they have to win a couple games to get to Saturday and, and we're going to make the cross country boys try to play on Monday. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a challenge. Um, Especially with all the, all the what's going on now, but we're, we're ready to try, to try to take a stand at it. Yeah, that, that's always, that Springfield doubles are very difficult and it's for the top teams to get through it. So, you know, that, that will be a good challenge for your guys. Uh, like you said, if things go off with a hitch, you know, um, if this new league goes into form where you guys play at events that are already existing, uh, a, a conglomerate of eight teams, uh, there's a chance that uh, you guys can have three losses, right? As you did last year, it's right. going to be a lot better team. Just For sure. a chance if you could play those teams twice somewhere again, like you said, tentatively speaking, and if it does go off, you know, how do you prepare your team if they have some losses, but they're like, man, we're playing really good. What, you know, but you're just a, it's just a gauntlet of teams. Is there anything you've talked yeah. about that yet, or have you not reached that point yet? I mean, somewhat. I mean, I think what we're trying to do uh, is control each day, and um, you know, we're trying to win every day and, and and be great every day, knowing that like that's going to lead to us being able to perform at a high level. And uh, yeah, you, but from a from a, uh, a staff standpoint and from us preparing, like we have to maybe make some alterations on some things because when you play somebody one time. You know, scouting might might be a little bit challenging, but when you play somebody twice and you've already played them, now it can kind of get into those those um, you know what what changes can you make, what alterations can you make, and and how do you say has a has a, a lead ball with Richie group in preparation. So yeah, I mean, I think we've we've talked about that and are trying to expose our guys into as much stuff that we would have maybe seen in the future as we can um, in our shell principles and stuff just to prepare. Um, knowing that, shoot, it could be a, a three games, three nights uh, weekend where you're playing, you know, maybe three top five or three top ten teams in a row. And to come to come out of that winning two games would be uh, would be a huge blessing, you know. Sometimes you know, you get those those things, or we're going to show up, try to win them all, and try to be prepared for them all. So yeah, I mean, it's not uh, not going to be easy, but yeah, I, I think it's been it's been. Uh, it's a good opportunity to, to try to do that because I think it can, can elevate can elevate our game and elevate the game of basketball. So, coach, yeah, before we before we let you go, yeah, before we let you go, coach, um, you mean, we've discussed all of your your high level guys that I think your most high school basketball fans probably know about by now. Are there are there any guys coming up um, or uh, who who are guys that you think are under the radar who are going to be you know major contributors to your team this year? Yeah, we got uh, a young kid out of Louisiana that uh, can play Fred Payne. He was, oh, yeah. Coming, uh, yeah. He was on the max preps, like all freshman team. And, uh, and, and we needed some, we needed some shooting and some scoring. And, um, it's, it's a lot for him right now, but I also can, can kind of see where I can see some, some light bulbs turning on every day where it's like, hey, get better, get better. Well, this guy kind of, kind of fly under the radar by any year to be, be, 
you know, be, be a contributor for us. Um, and then honestly, the, the kid, Dane Reyes, uh, is, is, uh, has been great with what, what, uh, I think you talked about roles earlier, like knowing his value of playing hard and rebounding and running and doing some that stuff. Like I think he's going to be able to, to help us defend at a high level and, and, um, you know, make some plays that, you know, just based on the energy and effort that you got to have guys like that that are willing and, and want to do that. I think he's going to be a uh, big part of it. Yeah, Reyes was out here at Veritas Prep, I believe, uh, in California. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, strong, really, really strong, nice player. And then Fred, Ronnie, you, you and I both saw Fred at Dinos' junior All-American camp uh, a few years ago. He's really talented as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those names, yeah, those names might be, and, and, you know, wouldn't surprise me to work with those guys have a big game or two. So. Got it, got it. Ronnie, you got anything else? Oh, thank you. I appreciate uh-huh. it, Coach. We appreciate you jumping on. Good luck with that. Um, You know, yeah. hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. It's going to be, uh, you know, a crazy season. We'll see you down the line. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, appreciate you guys for all your coverage. You guys do an awesome job. All right, man. Talk, yeah. you, Talk soon. Yep, yeah, take care. Bye-bye. All right, Ronnie, I think we can transition straight into our second guest, Coach Alan Whitehart from Fab 50, number 21, ranked Milton in Georgia. Coach, do we have you? Yes, I'm here. Thanks so much for joining us. How's everything going uh, on your end out there? We're good. We cranked up Monday um, officially, so we're we're trying to figure it out day by day. Yeah, Yeah, that, that was kind of the next question is, what is the, you know, California isn't even starting until... Uh, March, and then, you know, other states are going at different times. What is your guys' um, kind of approach during this this interesting time we're in? Well, you know, there's so many protocols in place. You're limited with attendance. Um, every day, I've got to do temperature checks and, like, a series of the CDC. I think it's eight or nine protocols we've got to ask each day independently before we can even at the floor. I've got to, I, I, it's weird for me. I'm learning how to coach in a mask. <laughs> um, which I feel like I'm about to rip it off probably 30 times for the practice. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, those are the kind of the protocols. And we do contact tracing and kind of what the CDC guidelines suggest. Um, but as we speak, football has been a good um, test run for us here in Georgia. And they're doing really well overall, considering. Um, so, you know, we just, we just have to monitor it. Um, most of our athletes stay virtually for school. Okay. Just, even though we're face to face, most, most of our athletes here in Milton anyway are, they are virtual. Interesting. Wow. So you guys started practice this Monday. When is the, the our first, uh, official GHSA start, uh, game day, coach? So you, we scrimmage on the 10th, but the first official day is the 20th of uh, November. Okay. Gotcha. So that's kind of like a pretty prototypical date that we'd have to see here in California, Ronnie. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting to see the contrast there. Um, Georgia's had a lot of good teams and players lately um, and have been doing terrific on a national scale. Um, what's the main factor for that? Is it kind of more quality events, more exposure, or has the basketball down there and talent level really kind of elevated over the last few years? You know, I think, I think the talent's always been there. I think now more than any other time, um, I think the big reason you have probably more quality teams, I mean, now kids play, kids play year round. Um, kids play year round. They, they play high level EYBL. Um, you know, they play much bigger tournaments. I say it all the time. The kids seem to be getting better younger. Yeah. Got it. 
Um, at least in the time I've been coaching, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've had freshmen starting for me that are really good. That would have never happened really 15 years ago. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just saying, you know, then you got really good coaches. You got Sean White, you got Larry Thompson, you got Jesse McMillan. I mean, you got good coaches here as well that run really, really, really good programs. George Washington over at Tullbrook. I mean, you got some really high-quality coaches, Mike Thompson and the teacher. So, you know, I mean, there's um, Jeffrey Pierce over at Green. I mean, there's some really good coaches that really make you stay on your own game. Eddie Martin, um, who was at North Carolina, married at um, Buford. So, I mean, you got you just got great coaches, really, that make you stay on top of your game if you want to compete at a high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you guys, I gave you guys the nod as the number one team at at number 21, uh, one spot behind the day of Seattle, like you said, Charmin White's team pace, uh, number 26, and then uh, Grayson, 44, and Sandy Creek with their great player, and, and they have a pretty good team around him at, at number 46. But there's other teams that could, that could easily be in there, like you said, you know, Pebblebrook, uh, Tri-Cities. There's, there's, there's seven or eight teams realistically that could get in there at, at a time. And for you, you have kids that play other sports. You know, LT Overton, Finley, Fisher Finley plays lacrosse, I believe, and, and Devin Farrell. So, you know, how does that affect your depth, especially with COVID? I, I know you said football's kind of going on. You know, when can you have a full squad, and, and how does that play in with the protocols in place with COVID-19? Well, you know, um, those kids, um, the football kids especially, you know, they're in the middle of their run. I mean, LT, he's the number one ranked recruit in the, in the entire country in the 23 class. I mean, he is a man on boys. Um, Devin is a ACCSEC quarterback. So those guys are really doing well. I mean, our football team is doing really well on the field. And we give them a little bit of a break, but we get them, we get them back, um, quickly, depending on how far they go in the state playoffs. Um, you know, we travel to the Merle Beach Ball Classic um, after Christmas. Um, hopefully we have them back by then. Um, but, you know, if they make their run, they push the state playoffs for football in the finals back until after Christmas. So it's really going to really weigh whether they're back, how, how deep they run in the playoffs. Coach, it's interesting that you have three you know, contributors who are dual sport athletes. You, you kind of see a more of a specialization approach these days. What do those three guys bring to your squad that um, kind of elevates the team overall that they that they might, you know, pick up in their other sport? You know, it's just toughness, man. They're just so tough. They're so athletic, so tough, mentally tough. I mean, you know, they, they bring a workers, you know, they, they bring, a, bring a hard hat with them. I mean, they come in every day. They compete at a high level. Um, I mean, LT is probably the top 100 kid in basketball as well. I mean, he is a matchup nightmare. Wow. Um, you know, he's, I mean, his, his AAU team, which is the TSF 2023 team, I mean, he's a big contributor on that team with Ken Carlisle and um, Isaiah Collier. He's one of their big three. Wow. Nice. Yeah, he must be an, an awesome uh, dual sport athlete. Uh, talk about your, your top guys. Obviously, Bruce had a great season in, in Canaan last year. Um, and now you have Kendall Campbell in the fold. So, I mean, you guys are one of the favorites in in, in, in your classification. And I have you pegged as the number one team right now. But you're in essence still young. 
and it's still, still a younger, younger team. team. So talk about that and just talk about preparing and, and what you learned last year from the semifinal loss to Wheeler and State. You know, I mean, it's interesting you ask that question because um, we, we played well throughout most of the year. We took a couple out of state losses, but we were, we're, we're always building for later. Um, and to be honest with you, we, we kind of got a, um, we lost to Grayson early in the year and Bruce played so well. We realized we were pretty good at that point. Um, but it was, it was really strange. We, we didn't, we had beaten Wheeler about a month earlier on the road to their place. And then we came into the um, Final Four. Um, Bruce had 28, but I think um, everybody else was combined five of 26 from the field. So I think the big stage might have gotten a little bit of being because we started two freshmen and two sophomores. Yes. And I think, you know, I mean, this, we take the elephant out of the room every day. Um, bottom line is we tell them, you know, you got a bulldog on your back. Mm-hmm. We, we gotta, we gotta, gotta get one, we gotta get one percent better. We gotta go one and oh every day we're in the gym. And everything we gotta be, we gotta be one and oh. And I feel like we can have that mentality as we move forward. Um, it gives us an opportunity to compete at a high level because I mean, our schedule is gonna be really, really hard. Got it. Coach, yeah. give us a, give us a breakdown of, uh, uh, for, for those who don't know who Bruce Thornton is, give us a breakdown of his game and what makes him such a special player. You know, he, he, he just, um, he wants to win. I mean, he makes winning basketball plays. He impacts the game. He doesn't have to score to impact um, the game. He does everything. He's a lockdown defender. He is a consummate leader. He's selfless. He, you know, whatever the team needs to win, he makes that play, and he is just an ultra competitor. I mean, his, he played football as a kid. Um, his dad played at Georgia, played in the NFL. He's got that mentality bringing it to the basketball court. And he works harder than any kid I've coached. Nice. Yeah, when he's when he has that much talent, that that's really uh, a blessing. There, um, you have the you have your the, the new kids, and you have like you said, good players coming back. Campbell Campbell is a top one hundred player, and Brock Bidwell. I hope I pronounce his name or is it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're coming over. So you know, like you mentioned, Bruce's talent. Bruce's talent. He averaged twenty three points last year. Kane in average 14. So, in essence, those, those statistics could go down, but you guys could be a lot better. So, talk about how that's going to work and how they fit into, into your, to your program. You know, um, I mean, on our shirts, beginning of the season, we ain't for everybody. Um, you got to be willing to do it together. It's not about, you know, and it starts at the top with Bruce and Kane. They know that their numbers might go down, but they welcome better players to play with them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time. One night, Bruce might have 35, and then the next night, he might have 10 with 10 assists. And when we put that out there, we, like I said, we take the elephant out of the room today, we, we, we openly talk about that. You know, we tell, there's nights with mid-matches, Kendall might have 25 and 15. Kane is wired to score, so there might be a night where Kane goes for 40. Brock Bidwell, I mean, he's a pure shooter. He's battle-tested. Division I commit. I mean, he can really shoot it really crafty. Um, got a lot of moxie to him. Um, I think those guys add to what we already have and give us a lot of depth. 
Yeah. Coach, Kane and Carlisle had a strong freshman campaign for you guys last season. Now heading into his sophomore year, what have you seen in his game that's been an improvement um, that he's made over the spring and summer now heading into the fall? He's, he's um, more sure. Okay. Um, he's mentally tougher. He's a lot more athletic. And he's put on about 15 pounds. Those are good things. Those are all those are all really good things, Coach. That's that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> that sounds like a whole new miracle. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a worker. I mean, like, he and Bruce, I mean, they lead the charge. Um, they're literally in competition to see who's going the other. That's good. I mean, I mean they, they work together, right? Like, I mean, I couldn't tell you, I mean, days before the season, we have a huge hill behind the school, and they would be out there running hills by themselves. Can't teach, uh, yeah. You can't teach that. You can't teach the work ethic, man. That's a, that's awesome. And it, like you said, yeah. you know, earlier, you've got to love that football mentality. You yeah. know, the guys who have that background, even if they don't play no more, it just it makes the basketball team so much better. You'd wish other schools and other programs would continue to push kids to play both sports. But, you know, that's a different topic for a different day. Coach, um, as we know, in the GSHA, uh, a lot of times there's great teams, but it's like similarly to uh, Texas and a few other big schools because of the gauntlet of the playoffs, the best team or the best team, quote, unquote, on paper doesn't always win that last game. You can get upset. So and it happened to Grayson. I mean, they're rolling along, and then they lose in the final. Uh, so, so have you guys talked about that, that like finishing, staying focused, and knowing that anything can happen, you know, especially with COVID, your season can just end at any time. You know, it's just, you know, anybody's season can end at any time. You're like, sorry, guys, the season's over. And you work all that way to get there, you know. So have you guys talked about staying focused? Absolutely. We talked about this is a gift. Um, like you said, with COVID, they, there's, there's numerous um, leagues, college, high schools that don't even get to play this year. And we, we talked about it. We were like, guys, you were out of the gym essentially for seven months. Now you've got a new life. What are you going to do to take advantage of it? You've got the potential to play in the final game and potentially win it. There's really good teams out there that are going to be dying for you. What are you going to do to ensure daily? What happens are you going to create on a daily basis as a team that are going to be able to withstand whatever we're going to run into? And, uh, you know, and we talk about those habits. What, what habits do you have to form or have on a daily basis, not just on the court, but off the court? We talk about resting your body. Injury can sideline a season quickly. We talk, we talk about the whole, you know, the mental, the physical, the on-the-court X's and O's, the adjustments. I mean, you've got to be mentally locked in. And it's not just practice. It's what you do before practice and what you do after practice that allows you are you going home studying playbooks? Are you going home watching film? Are you doing all the things that are necessary for us to be at our peak performance? Yeah, we talk about all of those things. Yeah, and that makes sense, especially like you said, others, as we're speaking, you know, the state of Illinois is seasons up in flux, and there could be other other states as well. In North Carolina, their schedules are really condensed. So everybody's in a different boat. Like you said, you guys wanted to go to the city of Palms. Make a splash when that tournament got canceled. You, you scheduled to be in the beach ball, which is after Christmas. Now, what did you guys do now before Christmas, or have you picked up any other games or got into any other trip? What's the schedule going to look like there around the holidays? So, in the state, we try to schedule every other good team. So, at this point, we're going to play Norcross, we're going to play Keaton, we're going to play Grayson. 
we're going to play Pebble Brook. Um, we're going to play um, Wasatch Academy of Holiday Hoop Giving. We are going to play Damasa here in North Carolina in January. We're going to the Kevin Durant MLK in Washington, D.C. Um, we're going to the Beach Ball. We're playing Lake Norman Christian here at, at Milton. Um, Germantown, Houston, uh, Mike Miller School, they're going to come in and play Sandy Creek in the opener on December 18th. We're going to play Lake Norman Christian behind them. Nice. You guys have a big, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of freaking flyer miles there, man. I like that. It's a nice schedule. Well, yeah, yeah we, we want to be battle-tested. We, we might walk into the class at 500. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like, like our talent, talent they, they want to be pushed. And um, one of the things we talk about is, you know, no smoke. We're, gonna, we're, we're looking for it. We want we want we want all the smoke. We want to know really where we can, how good we are, how bad we are. Yeah. And, and you, you know, know that, that and you guys definitely <laughs> gave yourself the chance there. You know, um, it's going to be a good season, and if everything goes off, you know, without a lot of hitches, and like you said, even just getting through the you know class seven eight playoffs there in, in Georgia is is a gauntlet. So I'm sure you guys will be ready if you can get through that schedule without any you know COVID related hitches. So we appreciate the insight, Coach. Uh, good luck. This season, and we'll see you down the line. Yes, sir. We appreciate you guys doing a phenomenal job. I'm a big fan, and we we appreciate everything you guys do. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. All right, Ronnie. Let's let's roll into our next guest who just hopped in, Coach Jeff Kaufman from Coronado, Fab Fifty, number thirty-seven. Coach, we got you, man. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hey, did you get did you get any rest after after that big weekend uh, down at the border league, or, or are you running on fumes here? I'm a little tired. Man. I'm a little tired. But it was it was fun, bro. Um, it was a good time. Tell me a little bit about what you learned about your team uh, from from this this week this past weekend. You know, I think I think the most important thing was is that. They, they, they really play hard. Mm-hmm. My, my guys play. I mean, they really play hard at, at, at all positions. Um, I think that they are kind of understanding the roles earlier. You know, we're, we're not really into the season, and they're kind of understanding the roles. They're making the right space for for Jane and Frankie to kind of do their thing. Um, and, 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 and you know, I already know what we all already know what Jane's going to do. We all already know what Frankie's going to do, but. They they really stepped up. I mean, they handled doubles. They did all the things that they needed to do to make us successful. And I thought we played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, coach, you guys did play pretty well. And just talk about a little bit how happy the guys were. Just to kind of play in like quote unquote a competitive sanctioned game and on TV. Just because it's been such a long, a long summer, a long break. You know, a lot of some people haven't played really in that environment since March and February. You know, talk a little bit about just how fired up you guys were just to get the opportunity. We well, you know it's, 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 it's kind of a twofold thing, right? right? It's, it's, they were, they were. First of all, they're always fired up to be in the gym. You know, it, 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 we've been working out, but it's you, as you well know, it, it, it's really not just working out, not playing games. You know, so of course they were really fired up to do that. But the camaraderie, the, the thing with Minnesota, especially with this online schools, and I think what's really hard is on not just our athletes, but all our kids. You know, the camaraderie and the friendship and being around the other guys and playing the, the, the video games and, and that kind of stuff that you get to do on the road. 
So I think you are really happy to be together in, in that kind of environment. Um, you know, there were other, you know, there were other teams in our hotel. It had a real good feel of, you know, mid-season big kind of event. So they were not only were they thrilled to be actually playing and, and, and being able to play the stuff that we've been practicing every day and not anybody seeing, but I think they were really, really happy to get together. And, and, and that's what, you know, that's what, when the team can go like that and they enjoy it around each other, that's, that, that, that's that's what satisfied me most, to be honest with you. Coach, a lot of people, you know, know about uh, Jake Hardy, Frankie Collins, um, but two guys, two guys I like on your squad: Angela Kambala, a young guard, and then Osiris Grady, a young big man. Tell us a little bit about those two guys and what they bring to your your squad outside of Jaden and Frankie. Well, they're actually the most sophomores. Yep. Uh, could be an off pitting or angle top five nine. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, Angela's dad picked the Runner Rebels. Uh, for being on the Runner Rebels here, so and dad picked the eleven. So we're just we're waiting any day for Angela to get that Um, but but so you know, Osiris being six eight, Angela being five nine, but they're listen, they're both completely bought in. Um, Angela's just. Angelo just does these little things, you know. <laughs> you know, he, he'll sneak up behind guys. He's, he's really fearless. I mean, he can care less about all those little guys. He cares less about the IMG guys. He wants to just go out and, and play. And, you know, he just does the little things where, you know, he gets his hand on something. And every team needs a little fart guy. And, and he has the right attitude. Last year, his freshman year, we went and played against Whitney Young. It was a close game. They were double dating, and he hit four threes in the game, you know, as a freshman. So, he brings those little extras that, and you never know. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, some days it's going to be great. Some days it's going to make me crazy. Um, but, but, you know, he's, 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 everyone, he's got everybody loves. Everybody's hanging out with him. Everybody wants to roll with him. So, so he's great. Um, Osiris, I believe that Osiris can be a really, really high major talent. You know, he's just, he, he hasn't played basketball that long. Um, he's, he's got, got great size, his body, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna build the strength. He was fearless, you know, he tried to dunk on Jeff Holmgren, and Holmgren blocked it, and he got right in his face, and it was great. So he just the end of the day, he got a lot of use. Um, but he's, you know, he's developing his skills right now. He just, you know, he was dying on the floor, and he's not, as big as he is, he's not afraid to dunk on the ground. Um, you know, he's not afraid to put the ball in the deck a little bit, so he's, he's part of the future of the program, but he really compliments Jason and Frankie well, and, and he listens to them, you know. He, they tell him where to be, they, they make sure he's in the right spot, and, and so he's learning every day, and, and they're, they're really good role models for him, and, and he's going to be a good role model in the future of the program. So we, got, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of calls after that. 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 Yeah, that was a good opportunity for him this weekend. He's been playing pretty well the last month. Uh, or so he played a good at a couple Pangos events. Uh, you know, going back to the games, once you guys got over the hump against Minnehaha, you know, Kamala made the gutsy play there. He stripped, uh, stripped the big man down low, kind of got the, got the ball away from him. You guys kind of got over that hump in that first game and played really well against Prolific. Besides, obviously, Jaden scoring, what worked against Prolific? Because when you look at it, you're like, holy crap, this team is good. But then... <laughs> you, you guys, you guys uh, you know, played your A game in that game. What, what worked? Well, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you the two, the two things that, that I think worked best. When they, when they went to the double on Jaden, 
we went, went I, I, I'm, I'm sure you remember watching, we went, went four straight times to Frankie. And, and we, we, we ran post up play, just four straight times to Frankie. He scored on two of them, he got fouled on one of them, he got fouled on one of them. So, so, and that was, you know, I, I love, I love, I so we figured, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna see, hey, our initial time was looking to be given foul trouble because we think they had enough guards, we got guard play. So that wasn't working great. They went to the double one day. So we went four straight times to Frankie. And, and, and this, this was the beginning of the second half. half. And, and they had to pull that double off. And that's when Dave just went insane. Um, so that, 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 was, that was nice. And because we, we thought that, you know, the big guys were going to try to put the ball on the ground and, and try to throw it towards the middle, we just we pressed them the whole way. I mean, it was just, they, they, for some reason, they just kept wanting to throw the ball in the middle and, and we started to debate it. And we saw that they had, they had a, a, we talked a lot of turnovers. So, aside from Dave, you know, not even shot for a while. It was, it was, our guys just Don't try and twist yeah. this. I want the truth. <laughs> give us the truth. We want what? Give us the truth right now. Come on. They, Devin, if they win another state title, they're going to set a national record for most state titles in a row. Okay. That's fair enough. That's, that's, that's the, so until someone, until someone unseats them, they're going to be, okay, got it. They're going to be pretty high until somebody unseats them. But I think that's the point I'm trying to make with coaches. You know, you've been around this the Vegas Valley for a long time. 
and, and you play, play for a great high school, school coach. coach. Have, have you ever, ever seen uh, four teams potentially as good as these teams with Desert, Desert Pines, Liberty, you guys, and, and, and Gorman in the, the same season? season? You know, I, I mean, now, now that there's, now that there's so many, high, you know, for us, you know, so many high schools, I guess not for most states, but for us a lot, we, we, we haven't had, had that in a really long, long time. We, we have four teams, teams that really could, could not each other off. You know, last year, it, it kind of caught a little bit last year. You know, we, we had these close games, but... I think, I, think this this is, the, I think this is the best talent group, the highest major players that we have. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. You know, look, Gorman is, as far as I'm concerned, Gorman has been nothing but the positive and help with this community with basketball. I can say for a fact that they helped, you know, they helped Colorado become a little well known in our country because of the opportunities that they give us. And, and I made a little secret map right in one of my best friends. And, and, I always say, if you know, got 500 wins, it wasn't me, you only had 493. So, <laughs> so um, you know, but, but, but listen, I think, I think Gorman is, I think somebody may get Gorman this year, but then in the end, Gorman is Gorman. You, know, you, you never know, but it's, it's certainly our focus is, you know, we, we want to get Gorman. And, and Jason and Frankie, you know, guys, you know, it's been a long time since somebody's got it, so. That's, that's, that's something we look forward to every year, January 23rd this year, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, how, you know, uh, coach, in closing, uh, sure. it's, it's, it's been a long, uh, a long, long time, you know, it seems like February, March is a long time ago. Just how excited were you and Grant to get the Border League off, to have the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to have those games on national TV on, on, on that, that past Sunday and, and then get ready for the season. And then talk a little bit about what, what the start dates are. I know it's being pushed back to January and where we are in Nevada in terms of COVID protocols. Well, well, first, with, you know, with the Border League, the idea was, because nobody, you know, it was really hard trying to figure out how to get to the games and, and we have to get, you know, got to figure out a way to play as a club and get these kids playing. I mean, not, not just for the basketball sanity, the basketball is also for the mental and, and you know, the mental health and the physical health. And so we had to figure that out. So we really reached out to Coach McKnight and Day. We reached out to, you know, teams, Arizona teams, California teams for that. And the original plan was, hey, let's create a little, we'll create a little league and we'll just reach out and we'll get those 12 or 16 teams and, and keep, keep track of our own league. And that's, and that's kind of how it started. And, 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 and as a group, and all of a sudden, everybody wanted to get in. And we were fortunate that ESPN figured out a way with the COVID thing. It's not easy to put games like that on TV because you have to, you know, you really have to follow so many protocols. You have to follow so many rules. And you can't insult anybody. And so when it, when it kind of came off, and everybody was involved, and everybody was interested, and it was, it was really a good thing. And, you know, it was great for our kids. You got to be in a top flight bracket, but... You know, you know there, there was 10 teams that went to Vegas, there was 30 teams in Arizona, there was 20 teams in California, there was teams from all over the place, and all those kids and all those coaches I talked to, we just happened to be playing. And, and, and you know, usually you go to the tournament, you can go to the tournament better than anybody, like, like half the coaches are like, they didn't like the draw, they didn't like the team they were playing, they didn't like the referee, I mean, there's always something, but I know guys that went one to three and we began to like, oh, it's great, there's so many part kids, so many part kids, and and that, and that was, that was the most satisfying thing of the whole thing. Um, going forward from Nevada, right, right now they're telling us that our, our scheduled start date is January 2nd. 
with two, two weeks of practice and then a six-week season. season. So I don't know how that's going to change. Uh, we've turned all of our schedules, our game, I mean, they gave 18 games uh, for the playoffs. So that's all good. As of right now, we're still scheduled to play the ball. Um, so we've got, I guess, you know, I don't think anybody really has the answer. We're just going to wait it out and prepare where we are. But we practice, you know, we actually go to an outside gym as well as team, and we're able to practice every day. And keep our guys together. We play a little net. So we're going to be playing. You know, we're playing this weekend a little event, and then we're going to play in back in Phoenix in November, and we're going to play in Silver's event in November 21st, and then another one in Phoenix. So, you know, and then hopefully we play in the first meeting, all the clubs. So, we're trying to get games and just keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like, like you said if you get some, some outdoor practices and, and some game time in, in, in November, December, because January and February, based on what you just said, I'm not a math expert, as Devin knows, but there's not going to be a lot of practice. It's just going to be game, game, game in six weeks. It's a yeah, there's there's weeks that there's weeks where we have three games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So there, you know, listen, I'm I'm, I'm I'm happy to be game right now, and, and I just wanted to have the season. So I don't think anybody can complain about it. I don't know that it's the best decision for the kids playing like that three nights a week or four nights a week, but it is, you know, it, I, I guess kind of is what it is. So. We're just hoping it goes off, and, and we, well, I, I think we're fortunate. I, think we're, I feel like we're a lot more fortunate than a lot of people right now. We get to go practice every day. Um, you know, we can get a bag, get back in the side, so we just, we just run a gym and, and go practice every day. So at least we're getting that in, and, and, and we are fortunate that we get invited to go play in the game as we can. So I, I think we're a lot more fortunate than other teams, but hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll pay off for us, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, Coach, uh, one, one last, last question. question. I started IMG number two. Obviously, you guys faced them in the, in the, in the, in the top final bracket in the, in the championship game. You know, did you kind of get a look at, like, okay, I see what it takes to play with those top five teams, and you guys gave it your all. You know, and obviously, they were missing Jarek Walker, but you can see how good they can be, especially with that shot blocker. Uh, did, did you guys didn't mention that anything, or did you guys can't look, look at a coach staff like, okay, yeah, I can see where we can get better, or where we're, where, 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 what, what we need to do to get there? Well, well you know, know, listen, uh, it, 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 it lost a lot, lot when we take that yeah. loss, but, but sure. when we, we went to our kids and said, listen, you know, here's, here's the mindset, and, 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 and by the way, way, honestly, I think this is what this has gotten really good at, you know, when you look at when you, when you look at this government come out of the floor compared to an IMG or compared to those big, they're not as big. They're not as ripped up as those that are, but they find a way to, to win those games. And they're really good at it. And, and I think that, you know, I, I didn't exactly use that example with my kids, but I certainly said, look, it's, it's about how you play, it's about how hard you play. And you see, you can go in and knock off a village by 10. You can go and knock off and get, get up by 23 against the you, you can go, go play and be a club on IMG and play into a, you know, eight or nine point game, a couple of different, you know, a couple of shots on, a couple of free throws win. It's a four point game. Um, you know, and so I thought it was really beneficial for us. I, I think that, you know, now we're looking, our kids, they want the next big test. So I think, I think in the next couple of days, we, we've got a chance to go maybe play a couple, announce we're going to go play a couple of big teams and then, 
you know, as a people who are in sports, no one feels any fear. And that's a good thing. Hey, you feel like you can play with somebody, you can play with somebody. And run inside and get person. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because you see them against Sunny Slope, and they looked, and they were just going through the motions, and they just got better every game. And I've seen their program in the past, and they can even play better. They can just, in transition, they can go so fast, and they have a lot of. Weapons, obviously. So, so it's, it's going to be a good season. We appreciate you coming on, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having me. me. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. All right, All right you guys. Take, take care. care. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Devin. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, he kind, kind of mentioned that, and I was, I was wanted, wanted to mention that. Obviously, we're going to keep this, this one a little short and tight, tight just because of our um, recording recording uh, issues. Yeah, yeah, we want to keep this short and tight, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention at the top of the show, you know, with IMG beating Coronado in the, the championship game, they, they just got every game they got a little better and they used different players. You know, Jet Howard, I thought, played really good. Tamar Bates won the University of Texas. Yep. Had, had a great uh, game there against Coronado in the final. Um, but it's funny because he may, Coach Coffin may not know that they, they were last year and two years ago, they were faster in transition. I mean, I mean, they, they were, were just so good, good in transition. transition. You, you, know, you could imagine that was at Geico. So, so now it's October. You imagine just how good they can be like in February. Because Musa uh, Diabate can just block shots as well as a guy I've seen anybody I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like, like he, he can, can really get to balls and recover and not foul. No, he's got you know he's got that combination of of instincts and size and quick twitch athleticism that makes a a high level shot blocker. Yeah. yeah, he just, just man, man whoa, whoa! You look at that guy, and it's like, like he, he really stepped it up there at the end. Um, they have a, a, a great, great team, and like, like I said, they didn't even play Trace Walker, Walker, who's probably their, their best perimeter, perimeter defender, defender, right? And, and, and one, one of their most experienced players in, 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 in general, you know. So, uh, you know, I want to take take down the top ten real quick. I started on birdie number one. Um, obviously, they're the defending champions, and they have one returning starter, but they have a host of really talented players. IMG Academy, a lot of people saw this past weekend, and most people saw them on Sunday against Coronado that have any interest. We obviously talked to Sunrise Christian Academy, went over their players, number three. And then this is where the big, uh, first big kind of rankings, I guess, uh, decision is who goes four. I, I, I went with Paul the six. six. I think they're the favorite in that powerful uh, DC Catholic League, WCACs, uh, with Trevor Kills. I think he's the best player in that area, so I, I gave them not the math. That's five. Uh, West Oaks Academy, six. They're kind of an independent team. They play in the Sunshine Independent Athletic Association. They also play a little bit in the few sessions of the grind session. They have a bunch of good players, Devin. We'll see if they can put it together. St. Francis Academy, seven. Uh, they, they lost, lost some guys, but they, they, they have a great program, and they've been the best team in Baltimore. They've been Baltimore Poly. They've kind of battled out Poly in the public school ranks, and them in the Catholic school or parochial school ranks. Lollamere, uh, number eight, they're very big. They have some guys transferred out. Kamari Yans, who you probably saw this a little bit this weekend of Devin, out, he's now prolific. So they lost a couple guys, but they have a young team, and... and they, they have, have some very talented, talented some talented players, uh, Lalamere. So they're, they're a team to beat to watch. 
Archbishop Wood has five starters back. Favorite heavy favorite in the Philly Catholic League. Uh, Rasul Diggins is a great player who kind of leads that team. Uh, they have four other good players. They have a few football guys as well. Um, they have a little bit of a makeup kind of like uh, St. Francis, a little bit like Coronado minus, minus the scoring of uh, Jaden Hardy. Uh, that would be nine. So ten would be Bishop Warman, who, like I said, is going for a national record of a state titles in Rome. They obviously have some tough competition. We talked about uh, Coronado at 37, Desert Pines at 48. Liberty a little bit younger. And Liberty's very good. I mean, Liberty could easily have been in there. They have a good core of players. They, they did lose their best player going to Gonzaga, but they have plenty around them. I just thought they were the youngest of the team, so I'll let them build in. But you know, obviously, as long as Gorman has Zayon Collins, they have a chance. You know, they were they were not playing well in that first game. They were down seven, and he just rolled them back to win in the last minute and a half. I mean, he's you've seen them do that before. We've seen them do that before many times in the last three years. So I just think with that senior core, you know, um, if if if, if, if they, they play up to par, they're going to be very good. AJ Starr, who they brought in from uh, Illinois. Uh, he's a good player. I think he opened a lot of eyes this past weekend. He has, he has one year in the program. program. He's, he's a, a 221, 6'5", big, strong kid. And he's, he's not, not up to speed, game speed, with what they're doing yet, yet but you, you can see he has a lot of talent. So that, so that rounds up the top 10 with washouts coming in at 11. You know about their backcourt. Nolan Hickman and Richard Popop Isaacs. They don't have as much depth as some of these top teams. And then Oak Hill Academy is actually starting... It's lowest it started in at 12, 12 in, in 30 years. years. They, they just have, have a young team. team. Uh, they, they were scheduled to have uh, Dior Johnson and Zion, Zion Cruz, who's at the program now in early October. October. Zion is, is now at, at Patrick School, and Patrick School uh, is later in the rankings, 38, one spot behind Coronado, and we don't know exactly what Dior's doing, but he's obviously not going to be at okay. They have a young team. He has his youngest team in many, many years. Um what, 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 what did you see, Devin, Devin as, as the, the rankings went out earlier this week? You know, you know, just, just looking it over, uh, what, what stood out to you or, or what, uh, what do you, you, you say that, oh, man, man that, that's, that's interesting or, or, or that's popped, popped out to you? I think the, the heightened uh, rankings of public schools in there this, yeah. this time around, Ryan. I think there's yeah. a, lot more, a lot more public schools with higher rankings um, in, in your Fab 50. Uh, but I think one of the main takeaways that I have is the, the fact that there's only three California teams and I think yes. I think two of the three it might be generous right I think two of those three that are in there are, are susceptible to uh, falling out being sure. Bishop O'Dowd and Modern Day uh, sure. even, even Sierra Canyon especially with the uncertainty surrounding the California uh, high school basketball mm-hmm. season even yeah. Sierra Canyon, they could fall out depending on who they're playing. If they yeah. lose to somebody they shouldn't lose to, but Correct. yeah, they're not uh, going to be playing any big games that count, count right against all yeah, these other teams. teams. That we, yeah, exactly. So um, that that stood out to me about California, and I think um, as far as modern day goes, we're so used to them being high in the rankings and being yeah. a California state power and being a national yeah. power. This year, the guard play is just not there based on what we saw at the border league. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Gabriel Quiet is a has a chance to be a nice player, but again, with the reclass of Devin Askew and him going to Kentucky, um, they didn't bring in a replacement at that at that point guard position. Yeah. And you know, based on what we saw at the border league, Ronnie, that that's gonna that has a chance to set them back a little bit. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have, have their work, work cut out, out for them, definitely. definitely. The reason, the reason I, I put them in, Devin, is, is you know, is they, they usually improve as, as the season goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have three good players, players that are going to be hard to match up with. You know, you know a, lot a lot of teams don't have, have a lot of size. size. Yeah, and Harry um, Harry didn't play in that game I saw. Harry Horner he didn't yeah. play in the game I saw uh, on Sunday. So he's he's a you know six nine stretch four man who, who is a huge difference maker for them. And then obviously Wilhelm Breedenbach going to Nebraska, Nick Davidson going to uh, uh, Nevada, and then his younger brother Zach Davidson, a two twenty three forward who's also very good. So yeah, like you yeah. said, um, I, I think the one red flag that I see is that point guard spot. But yeah. uh, modern days, a team that's well coached and usually, you know, has something up its sleeve to you know uh, make up for any weaknesses it may have. Yeah, yeah if, if you, you look, look at the rankings of ballslike.com, I go in depth on each, each team, so, so please, please go, go check, check it out when you, you get a chance this week. week. It'll, It'll be up, up there for a while. while. Like, like you said, said there's, there's been, been a few seasons where I've kind of had them really low or even out of the rankings, and they still. Made the, they, they still were in the open, open division, division or, or had, had a good, good run before the open division start. They end up winning. They're the only team. And the reason why I got them in there is I'm looking at the next two teams from California, which is Ravay Academy and Woodward. Yep. And they didn't play in the open last year. And Modern Day has played in every open. So for now, I just gave the benefit of that, especially with the season being three months, four months away for them. And they're, and they're not, not going to have many, like, like you said about Sarah Cannon. Sarah Cannon has no opportunity, zero opportunity to play any team ranked ahead of them. Right. So Unless, where, where do they, they have, have to go? go? What, so, where, where, yeah, I feel that. Um, what yeah. are your, so say Sierra Cannon starts playing as a club team, right? Yeah. Is that going to, I mean, obviously, I you're going to take that yeah. into consideration for their movement, correct? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so from a national scope. Yeah, because as long as those... As long, as long as the, the other team is playing with their correct and accurate roster, high school roster, yeah. and Sierra Canyon is, and I'll say, you know what, I have two, I have two, I have no problem with that. Their, their record will still be zero and zero in the rankings. Oh, okay. Just like okay. modern okay. days would be, right? They'll still say zero and zero, but yeah, literally, when the Rebay Academy can move in the rankings with a zero and zero record, because I already have the teams. That, that I know didn't, didn't make the rankings from each region that I'm looking at next. Right. One, One of them being Calvary Christian from Fort Lauderdale that won that division at the Border League over Corona Centennial. Yeah, they're a very good team. Yeah, I watched that. Oak Ridge Orlando, Orlando. Yeah. With, 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 with Michael James, James and that group. I think he's going to Louisville. Oak Ridge can't leave the county in Orlando. They're just based on the ordinances. They can't play any team that doesn't touch their county. Wow. So they couldn't even play in the city of Palms if it was going on. In, they they in, in, in the same state, they can't even play within the same state. Yeah, yeah so they're only border, bordering county. A bordering county. That's just the ordinance that Orange, Orange County put in. Put in. Now, now you, you say, say Orange County, county when you talk about there's, there's an Orange, Orange County, county Florida. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Orange County, California is not putting any regulations in. You got, <laughs> you got people out at, running on the beach with no mask on, just hanging yeah. out, high fiving. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that, that goes. So I have a group of teams that I'm looking at that will be. You know, you know, that, that just missed, and I'll have, have the regional rankings on November 5th, so look at that on ballslife.com, or, 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 or Orlando Christian Prep's another team, uh, coach, 
uh, White, White Harbor from Milton, Milton mentioned, uh, Pebble, Pebble Brook is good. good. Uh, I, I, again, I'm, I'm talking the southeast. When we go to the, the west, Devin, um, Rabane and, and, and Windward. Got, got Eastside Catholic, Catholic is still pretty good, even though they don't have Nolan Pickman. Rangeview of Aurora, Colorado was undefeated last year. American Fork is a good team that we've kind of seen a lot of other players on the Jackson Colors. His, His group, group that, that might be one of the better Utah, Utah teams, St. John Bosco. Um, you know, you know they're, they're right there in the Trinity League and Corona Centennial. Corona Centennial. A little bit young, but they're, they're still, still very good. good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Corona Centennial just didn't have enough size and really Calvary Christian is just a lot faster and stronger. Yeah, and you know they like good though. Like you said, with with Centennial, you know, two 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 twenty three guards starting with Kylan Boswell and. Uh, Jared McCain, and then 222 Donovan Dent. I think one of the most underrated players um, in the state, really. He's a really good player. Um, they're going to get better with time. Alan McBride starts another 223 forward. So yeah. they have a lot of time. time. Yeah. Was, uh, I was watching the, the game against Calvary Christian on Baller TV. Was Coach Josh Giles there coaching? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was there. there. Gotcha. He, he was, was there. there. He, he was just, just letting, letting his assistants yeah, kind yeah. of run the show. show. He was okay. there. Him and yeah, I saw Shannon. I saw Shannon on the sideline uh, uh, yeah, yelling yeah. at people. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, got, got a chance, chance to talk to him a little bit. Um, and they and had Devin, Devin Williams. Yeah, Devin. He's grown. Devin Williams. Devin has grown three or four inches. He looked on the screen. He looked like he was like six ten, man. He looked six nine. Yeah, or so. He's again. But when you're going up against, like we said, those kids. From Florida, Florida with football, football backgrounds, backgrounds and yeah. they're just big and strong. Yeah. They, they, they were, were faster, bigger, bigger and, and stronger. Right. I mean, that's just, just the way it is. is. Yeah. Not, 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 it's nothing wrong. They're taking away nothing from them. So if they, they weren't hitting, hitting the perimeter shot, shot, it's similar to Coronado on a national level. Coronado's and Foreman is not hitting that perimeter shot to the level they should. It's going to be very hard for them to beat, like you said, a Calvary Christian in Centennial's comparison and or for Coronado's comparison like an IMG. Sure. If you're, you're not shooting the shit out of it, you're not, not going to win. Well, you know as, what I mean? as we saw last year with Corona Centennial, um, yeah. with with now with Paris Dawson, who's at uh, Portland State. Portland State. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that playoff game against Modern Day? Uh, yeah. uh, they didn't have their best shooting night. And that was it. And that was it. So yeah. with, with a guard-heavy team like Corona Centennial has, shooting is going to be very important. Uh, for them to, you know, fight their way into the rankings. And we haven't even dived into the, the roster makeup of Winward and Rebay Academy. Winward with two of the top juniors in, in the country, Dylan Andrews and Kajan Wright. And then Rebay Academy, man, I mean, they got a loaded squad. Yeah. And Mike Price I think, they got a loaded squad. Squad. I think Mike yeah. Price might be, I mean, long-term, the, one of the best 223 uh, prospects in, in California, along with Jalen Lewis and, and Bronny. Um, and then you have Barrington Hargris, who's a, a really good player, Trey White. Um, and I, I'm probably missing a couple guys, but those three guys pop off the off the off the top of my head as as really, really, really talented players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's very, very interesting, interesting you mention them because, because again, they're, they're right, right on the cusp. I easily could have had him in Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Easily could have had Rebay. And the reason I have Rebay over Winward is they beat him in the playoffs last year. Yep. You know, I agree. So they would get the nod right for now. But um as, as we're, we're speaking, speaking, the state, state of Illinois, Illinois is literally, as we're shooting this podcast, could cancel their season. You know, you know I don't know if you have your internet. internet I mean, it's, it's literally minute by minute. minute. A, 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 a governor, governor there in, 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 in 
in uh, uh, Plitch's directing, his name is Adam Nietzsche. J.P. Plitch, I don't, J- 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 I don't, I don't even, even want to try to... Political, political, political Ronnie's the best Ronnie. Yeah. Trying to pronounce all his names. You know, all these guys, all these governors, shout out to all these governors making these kids going through all this, Devin. These guys are... It's, it's been, been really, really a, a tough, tough, a, a tough few, few months for, for political sakes how, in, in trying, trying to figure out how to deal, deal with, with this. You know? How many how many teams in Illinois are are in the Fab Fifty currently in the preseason? There's two. Okay, um, so it opens um, two number five. twenty-five, Simeon, which is legit. Yeah, yeah. you know they, 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 they deserve, deserve to be in there. They can even be a few spots higher. And Niles Notre Dame, which has three good players, maybe three of the top players in Illinois on their team, and they're number forty. And, and, and uh, coming, coming in, that, that could have been right uh, below them, or right, right there, or we could have had a uh, Fenwick of Oak Park. Uh, Illinois is very good. And then they, they were right, right there. there. Whitney Young got, got a, a good, some good players. And, and so, so they, 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 they were there on the cusp, too. Okay. So, again, if this was another season, I might have put Fenwick in there. Uh, you know, you know but, 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 what's, what's going, going on, on, that's, that's what we're mentioning. Simeon and Niles Notre Dame can essence be out without, without even playing a game, and right. then two teams, teams have to come in and haven't even played yet. So, my first regular season update, which would be late November after Thanksgiving, is going to probably look a lot different. Sure. Because of the adjustments, but also because some teams could be adding players because of COVID. And some teams could add players. Yeah, yeah, some teams are just seasons, seasons are gone, gone. And, and I, I, I have, have to put, put somebody else in. So, yeah. just, 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 just bigger this year, I may have to, because of California, I may have to do the rankings all the way to the June 19th. Oh, so that would goodness. be June, June 21st. I don't want to, right? Because, Ronnie, you know, I don't want to have to edit all that every every couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, now to June. Yeah. yeah. Until it's June? You're killing me. Yeah. Because, because like, the national, national champion will be decided before that. And the Sierra Canyon is just awesome and runs the table. And, and, and another California team, team whether it's Bay or somebody, emerges as one of the best teams in the country, and they, and they beat them two or three, or three times. What ta- as we know, Devin, Sierra is going to have to play with Bay Academy or Windward five times. What, what, table, what table is Sierra Canyon going to run? That's the question. That's the biggest question. <laughs> it's going to run a, 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 a small table. It's going to have to run modern day, Rebay, and Santino down in the NorCal. And a one by Bishop O'Dowd, like that's the only table they can run, which kind of right. limits their ability to move up. I think. Correct. 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 Okay. So, so I, think I think when, when you look at it, Devin, and closing as we close this week, as, as you look at the top, and we kind of got into it with Coach Barnwell a little, little bit, and, and we wanted to kind of elaborate more. When, when you look at Montverde IMG Sunrise, I mean, you we talked about it earlier in the show how good Sunrise is. I mean. Rebay and Corona Centennial can't play with those teams. Let's be honest. You know, you know what I mean? mean? They, they can't. can't. I mean, they, they, man, 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 man for man, they probably can't beat them, right? right? I mean, it's just, just being honest. honest. Yeah. And, 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 and IMG saw, saw how good they are, and they weren't even at full strength. And obviously, they'll be a lot better in February, just as other teams will be. But great teams get better just as good teams get better, and great teams get that much better as time goes on because they have that much talent and they're that locked in. But what, what is, is your opinion, Devin, as the top of this rankings, as we talk about this independent league that can go on? It will include, if it does happen, Montverde, Sunrise, um, La Lemire, uh, Wasatch, 
Yeah, yeah, it will include number 16 legacy early college, college out of Greenville, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Hamilton Heights Christian Academy which comes in at 19. And it will include Bishop Walsh of Cumberland, Maryland, which is really like one of the hosts of the league. You know, that's, that's an 18 right, right there. there. Yeah. And they, and they can, can potentially play each other twice at various events, whether two Paul West, two Paul, Montverde Academy Invitational. Do you, Do you think I've reached the point, point, especially with COVID, where it's like, like these teams are just so good, and, and if they continue to roll this league, and next year they have 16 teams, that it should just, should just be separate rankings. Probably. What is your opinion? Yeah, there? probably. Um, I think yeah. this season, if, they, if that, that league does happen with all those teams you mentioned, uh, yeah. the, the best team in that independent league is probably going to be your your uh, mythical national champion, right? Correct. Correct. Whether it's Montverde, if they you know run yeah. the table, or IMG, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if they expand to 16 and start adding more of those independent type of type of schools, uh, yeah, yeah. prep schools like Oak Hill joins or whatever it may be, yeah, yeah. Um, Arizona Compass, you know, any of the top West Coast prep school programs, yeah, you you'd have to do its own separate ranking just because um, they consistently well, they yeah. consistently draw yeah, yeah. the the top echelon talent, especially Montverde, Oak Hill, IMG. Yeah. Um, Sunrise, know, Sunrise, uh, even West Oaks. I mean, they have a ton of, like you mentioned, a ton of um, um, young talent on yeah. that squad. So there's so much movement, and you know, the traditional, uh, you know, public or even private high school experience isn't really the same as what it used to be. So no. if they get 16 of those teams in there, that's a big chunk of the top talent in the country. So yeah, I'd say you'd have to do two sets of rankings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And, that and that makes sense. Say, that's, that's more, more work for me. More, more content, content is good. good. I, don't I don't mind doing, doing that. that. I just, I just think, think for now, for many, many years, I've been saying to people, people you know, they, they play, play each other. other. They, 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 uh, Devin, if, if, if you were an, an event operator, you would want a Sunrise or IMG or your event? Of course you would. Of course you would. So until they decide to stop playing those teams, I'm going to keep ranking them. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, once. You know, you know, once, once the, the public or the state, state association members say, you know, you know we're, we're not playing those teams, teams anymore, you're not, you're not allowed to play them, them then that's the point, point where I say, okay, there has to be separate. But, so, so we'll, we'll see, see how that happens. happens. We'll, we'll see if that league goes on. on. With those, those 18, Oak Hill is part of it. I don't think I mentioned Oak Hill. the 18. Got it. So, you know, we'll see how that works out in this COVID time and that league goes off. And, and, and they, they grow it. And, and then it'll kind of be like, like almost, I guess, they're like a quote-unquote in-season EYBL almost. Yeah. You know, okay, yeah. I, guess I guess that's, that's a way to put it. Or an in-season, like, combination oh, oh, oh. of EYBL, yeah. Adidas, and, yeah. and Under Armour, you know? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Correct. Because so, a lot of those guys playing different circuits. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and like you said, there's so many good teams. And we haven't even got to the teams that are not out with the ranks, like you said, Compass, a few others. They have a lot of good talent. So, I do, I do agree with you there that, that compared to 10 years, years ago, definitely compared to 15, 20 years ago, the bottom of the fat 50, meaning teams 40 to 50, obviously could be another group of about 10 or 15 teams that could have been in those spots. They're nowhere near the top five or seven. They just—it's not even in the same. They're not in the same category. And they can have great teams, you know, like Rocky with now with Omaha and the guys they have back there. Terrific, Terrific team. Fern, Fern Creek, Creek of Louisville, Louisville comes in at 42. Walkie's 41. Uh, Modern Day mentioned they're 43. And, and again, you know, like I said, you're probably not going to move too much from there, maybe a little bit. bit. Uh, Grayson, Grayson, the 44. 
uh, uh, Mary in Indiana, Indiana, which I'm not, you know, you know it's, it's, I'm, I'm not, not, I don't, I don't have, have a consensus in Indiana, Indiana number one. one. I, I put them in number one, one from Indiana, Indiana at 48 for some other good, other good, good teams, teams in Indiana. Indiana. Desert, Desert Pines, uh, St. Vincent, Vincent, St. Mary, who we had Drew Joyce on a previous podcast, they have a good team. But like those teams are not. In, in, the, the, in the top, top here's the here's the best way to, to describe the difference for somebody listening yeah. who may not know the difference. Yeah, yeah. you look at Montbird or IMG or Sunrise. Their seventh man on the bench is probably going low to mid major. Mm-hmm. Where the seventh man on the bench at a at a run of the mill public school in the Midwest is probably going to you know uh, go to either a community college and play or you know or go get their right. education at a regular. Yeah, college yeah. and then you know join a frat and you know work on the weekends at at a restaurant or whatever it may be yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the, the difference. difference yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you mentioned it with with, with sunrise. sunrise i mean let's just go over their guys one more time you mentioned their starters then you have you know a guy on the, on the bench, bench like damian reyes is a monster yeah one of these other teams he would help them tremendously right um Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler, Chandler started, started really Lightfoot is a top 150 player. player. Well, and Fred Payne, like Coach yeah. mentioned from Louisiana, he yeah. was a he was a freshman All American, and yeah. I mean, down the line, he could be a Kennedy Chandler level player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's 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 good. Yeah, yeah. and then, then Jane on McDaniel, Daniel, two twenty two six seven. David Onya, 6'10". 6'10. <laughs> that's, the, yeah, just, that's the big that's the big difference there. Yeah, yeah the, the guys, guys on the bench are like you said, mid to high major. You know, you know it, it, they, they can, can be high major. So, yeah, yeah I, think I think we're coming to that point soon. If, and, and I think COVID has helped uh, maybe get us, get us to that point faster. Of, of the, you, you know, know the one day maybe like, like a separation of church and state, state I call it. You know, as a kind of a comparison. Yeah, separation of haves and have-nots. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it is. And kudos to the teams that are playing with these guys. Whether it's a Baltimore or a Coronado, Grayson. Uh, Houston, Houston Germantown, Germantown, John, John Marshall, Marshall Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, who have, who have at 24, uh, terrific, terrific public school, school in Virginia. Virginia. You, know, you know, they, they won, won the state, state title last year in the year classification. classification. Oh, they have a great team. team. We, we, we've got, got to, to see, see a little bit of the last, last couple, couple of years. They're yeah. almost yeah. a senior team. They're, they're, they're terrific. terrific. You know, you know um, Moeller, Cincinnati, I love the way they play. They just kind of have guys who are... Juniors and sophomores, sophomores who become, become and, they and they start on the lower, lower level as freshmen, and they just become good players by seniors. You know, yeah. I, love I love those type of teams. Right. I just kind of step into a role as a seventh grade man, and as a senior, he just busts his ass and gets better. Right. And maybe he plays D two or NAI or wherever he can make it. And I love those type of teams. So you know, we're kind of kind of wrap up. Like I said, go to ballsact.com. We have details on all the teams. I wanted to get out as quickly as possible. Uh, this, this year, year because, because of why? the why because, because of, of why uh, <laughs> COVID-19 all the things that's happening around that and because, because of this election, election there you go there we are political run I, 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 I gotta be Trump 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 political run I'm beating them I gotta get out before them because one next once next week comes Devin does anything else matter does anything else matter no no it doesn't like I said um, yeah. I've only I've only been able to participate in three presidential elections in my lifetime so far, right? 08, 12, and 16. Um, so I'm not like a, a barometer for most important elections in our lifetime. But I mean, based on everything that you see on the news or, or social media or, you know, uh, uh, websites, news websites, 
this is probably the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah. And yeah, so so uh, the real winner of the election is Ronnie Flores because he beat Biden and Trump uh, with the release of the Fab 50 national rankings. Ronnie, since we're already this deep into it, let's let's touch real quick on the World Series. The Los Angeles Dodgers Tuesday night um, defeated the Tampa Bay Rays. They're called the Rays now, right? Not the Devil Rays, the Rays. I, I call, call them, them the Devil, Devil Rays. Rays. Yeah, but Devil who Rays. Who knows what they're called? Sure. Um, yeah. uh, for a 4-2 series, game six. Um, <laughs> so, Yuri 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 Mania. Mania. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yuri, uh, Julio Urias is a great, great pitcher. I'm glad that Dave Roberts decided to leave him in, not bring in uh, Kenley Jansen, because we probably know how that would have gone. But uh, first World Series title in 32 years, since 1988. Um, Ronnie, you were more privy to 1988 World Series titles than I was, because I was one years old. Um, what's the difference here? Uh, con- compare and contrast them really quickly for me. Yeah, yeah I think, I think uh, uh, this, this was, was kind of like, like a relief. relief. Like, okay. man, whoa. We finally, we finally got, got one, one with this group, group with yeah. the Dave, Dave Roberts era. Because they, they, they kind of got, got blown, blown away in 2018, you know, the 2018 World Series, and then the 2017, you know, the trash, trash can game, game kind of, whatever they were saying, whatever the they had going on. So it kind of gives them kind of like redemption, I think, a little bit. Like you said, Dave Roberts has been on the hot seat. He's a San Diego guy. I think he's a military guy from Rancho Buena Vista. Uh, you know, he's, he's had, had a lot of heat, so he kind of got us this team on the hump. Um, whereas, whereas the 88 team was kind of like a really a miracle team. Okay. They, they were really a miracle team. They were, they were in my, my lifetime, they're the least talented, talented World Series, Series champion. champion wow. I think, I think it's, it's pretty easy. It's not even close. Like, they were not supposed to be the Mets in the NLCS. And they were definitely not supposed to be the Golden A's who won 104 games. It's just a magical year. It started off with Kurt Gibson. The Dodgers had good players, but... Kirk Gibson, Gibson had, had we, yeah, we've, we've talked, talked about, about that football, football background. Kirk Gibson played football at Michigan State, and, and he led the Detroit Tigers to the 84 World Series. And, and when he came in, the Dodgers were a bunch of goofs. They were, they were talented, talented, but they were goofy. Um, they they, were, they, they liked, liked to play uh, tricks and, and, and pranks and pre, in, spring in spring training and stuff like that. And Kirk Gibson just lit a fire under their ass, and it just carried all the way to the World Series. And, and, and it was, it was a, great a great time because, because the, the Lakers had won, won the back to back, and Pat, Pat Riley, Riley had guaranteed it. Okay. After, after that, that 87 uh, championship, championship in the parade, and they got it done, right? right? Yeah. So, so that's, that's a good comparison, comparison contrast to this year because, because the Lakers, Lakers got, got it done. done. And, and, and obviously, in their bubble, bubble situation. The only thing I say didn't happen is it wasn't a normal season for this year because of COVID. And then in August, Devin. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky got, got traded from, from the Edmonton Oilers to the Kings, and, and that, that was huge. I mean, I mean Wayne Gretzky at the time, I, I, was I was talking to somebody last night during the World Series, I was like, Wayne Gretzky is, is at, that at that time, he was bigger than American hockey itself. Right. American hockey wasn't even that big. Unless you were in the Islanders or the Rangers, there was no Colorado Avalanche. There was no Phoenix Coyote. There was, there was no, no Las Vegas, Vegas going to, would, would there be a Colorado Avalanche without Wayne Gretzky? There was no, no San Jose Sharks. Sharks. No, I mean, I mean, the thing is, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's, uh, his impact and, you know, his persona yeah, yeah. is so elevated and so high because, yeah. like, as someone who, not a hockey fan, didn't play hockey as yeah. a kid, you know, whatever, yeah. you know who Wayne Gretzky is and you know he's, yeah. Wayne Gretzky's synonymous with hockey. Yeah, like, yeah he's, he's the man. man. Right. He's the man and... He's, he's put, put out, out records, records that are so far ahead of the, the next guy. guy. It's, 
He's, he's by, by so, so far, far, by far, the best hockey player ever, especially since it's a joke. joke. So right. He kind of, that, that was big. So all, all that happened, you know, you know the Lakers won in June. June. Wayne Gretzky gets traded to the Kings, who basically made them viable. And then, and then the, in, in October, October the Kirk Gibson hits that home run in the Dodgers win the World Series. And I was like 11 years old. Oh, man, this is unbelievable. Like, can it happen again? 32 years, Devin, is a long time. That is a long time. Because if you go the other way, that's 1956. If you go 32 years back. Yeah. That's, that's a long, a long time. time. In 2020 is a long time. time. A lot has happened. We're, we're just, just glad to be here. We're, we're, you know, the, the Dodgers kind of got the monkey off their back, back I guess, so to speak. Uh, the Devil Rays were a good team. Their their starter was dealing, and their coach pulled them. That was one thing that we're gonna like, like, you know, we're gonna have to touch on on some more of the other things that happened outside of the the victory for the Dodgers on the next podcast. But we appreciate you guys tuning in to episode number. 86 of the In the Paint Show, presented by Ballers Life. Make sure you go check out the Fast 50 National Rankings on BallersLife.com, along with you know all of our other uh, content on, on the site. And make sure you hit the shop.ballerslife.com uh, little thing at the top right, and you know, buy yourself some beer. But uh, until next week, Ronnie and Devin are signing off.